and welcome to another episode of From the Red Room. In this episode's resonance, we talk about Marvel, once again, Star Wars, yet again, and Friends, the TV show. Not just your buddies Mike and Charlie, who are once again featured here, where we once more wax poetic about these things like only fans can do. So enjoy part one of a two-parter, then join us on part two, where we wrap it up with a couple special guests. See you then. Not mum's the word. Like, he just keeps going with it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Check 10, 9. Mike is hot. Mike is hot. Yes, I am. <laughs> Mike is hot. <laughs> Mike is hot. <laughs> this Five, is what Mike says every four, morning. Mike is hot. He says that to himself yeah, every morning? Yes, he does. And every night Ten before times. Bed. Every night before you go to bed? I dream about myself at night. It's like that part in being John Malkovich where everybody in the restaurant is John Malkovich. That's every dream for Mike. It's been a... <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of got you there. That's kind of true. I totally... Yeah. Man, it's been a long time since I saw that one. Right, so, <laughs> you were talking maybe. earlier about maybe covering mm-hmm. some, some material, some new movie material. I some... don't know. We didn't really have like anything particular. It's just been a little while since we sat down and just... Uh, let the conversation roll. Okay. Um, let it roll. But there were some bits of material, like sure. the new Avengers trailer being dropped. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What else did we see? Was well, we saw else? the Captain Marvel trailer, and we Captain were kind of curious Marvel as trailer. to how that's going to tie into the Avengers. She's going to kick ass. Of oh, she's she definitely going to kick some ass. She's going to come in and yeah. save a lot of days. That's right. That's right. She's going to like uh, totally just kick some butt. She's going to end that war. Well, you know what's interesting to me? Do you think she's me? the key? Or do you think I do. Like, Actually, I thought I, I thought do. someone had told me that uh, one of the directors or something had said that she was going to play an integral part of oh, she the will next be huge. Avengers. Like mm-hmm. that she was was like seriously a key component to everything that's going to happen in the next like Avengers. Like 40 Captain Amer- Captain <clears throat> Marvel, 40 Ant-Man, and the rest of the team is just that fills right. in that 20. Fills in that 20%, yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. So. Maybe. I mean, again, I think it's going to be a very long movie. I think okay. they have to tie in the characters. I think there's got to be a sense of sacrifice. They got to make the transition to new Avengers. I mean, it just it seems like she's going to play a significant role, but I don't know where she'll be coming from. And that's what that movie's going to set up. Her yeah. movie should you know, as far as it goes through the 90s, it should set up what she's been doing. Well, see, that's Since the thing, then. though. I mean, like, okay, her movie takes place in the 90s, so how do they tie that in with the Avengers? Because obviously that's who Nick Fury was calling mm-hmm. at the end of the mm-hmm. Avengers Infinity War. So where has she been this whole time with all this stuff that's been going on? My guess, just from, like, you know, comic lore and, you know, some of the, the, the cartoons and stuff they've had about the Avengers is that she's probably been in outer space somewhere. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, oh. off-planet, perhaps. Do yeah, you, yeah, I think so, with fighting the Kree. I, mm-hmm. Well, do you think she's been? <clears throat> well, I'm curious about the uh, the timing of all this. Like Marvel's been criticized in the past for not having female led movies. Mm. So, do you think this was the plan all along? Now bringing her in, I do. Now you really. Th- I mean, Feige's done a great job of planning. <laughs> yeah, that's he exactly what that I that kind of foresight. I, I do think that, like I, that level. Well, I mean, like, like let's take a look at the two two big big you know companies right DC and Marvel and we see that Marvel has had a plan that they've stuck to even though you know some of them have been kind of like little offshoots here and there but they've all kind of tied back in yeah there's been this huge plan directing everything towards that's Infinity fine. War I mean that's yeah. all right. Him. right and then we see like the uh, the flip side of that like DC 
just kind of going at it willy-nilly, not really having a, a plan in place, but like having an idea that they wanted to follow. And, you know, we see where that's taken them. They really haven't been able to keep that continuity that Marvel's been able to keep. Well, I think Marvel is trying to tell mature stories. I don't think DC, at least the people who are producing those movies, they, mm. they don't seem to me like they want to produce a, a movie with depth. They want to produce the kind of superhero movies we've had for since we were kids. You know, Talking Superman about like the two, first Batman Superman three and like you know, the, the, the Michael dark, Keaton, Michael Batmans Keaton, Batman, and, yeah, and even and those were still pretty. Those were great in their own right, but yeah. they were never looked at as a way to tell a, a you know a well, deep story about well, they loss and sacrifice. Those and that's weren't where movies that were Avengers trying to reach a mass audience. Like the way they were viewed back in those days, you know, producers, directors, the movie studios all looked at it as like they were directing those to a very specific audience, not that it was going to have mass appeal. The I way think, that the movies nowadays are looking at it more, I think, like, okay, it's going to have a broad appeal, but we're still keeping it true to the core storyline. I think Marvel, Marvel trusts... I think Marvel has more confidence in the audience. All right. I was saying my, my personal take on why I feel they trust the audience more is that they're starting to cover premises that are not what I would expect the average person to just keenly be aware of. Now, are you referring to like the 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 area where Scott Lang was trapped at? The I, I'm just saying in general how much they've put on the audience throughout the series of movies. They've they've put them through the idea of cryogenics. They've put them through uh the you know all of the uh idea of there being time and different multiple dimensions, a quantum you know, realm. The quantum realm, yeah. These are all things that... But they earned it, though. They, they did. didn't drop all that on everyone no. right off the bat. I mean, Iron Man was a pretty down-to-earth film. Right. Yeah. And they've slowly built this. They earned where they are. True. I think they did. True. But yeah. they trusted the audience to be able to take that, keep it as concrete, and then move through the catalog, tying all these different stories and characters yeah. together. Mm-hmm. And DC really never did that. I mean, no. I mean, just if, I mean, I know it's kind of weird because DC doesn't really have their own studio either. Yeah, you know, that's another thing is they're sort of at the they're clearly at the mercy of production studios, mm-hmm. whereas Marvel kind of directs the, you know, yeah. what they're going to be doing. But it comes down to individuals. Feige had the vision and kept it true, which I think is you can't deny him that. And then look, Downey. Without Robert Downey Jr. making that first Iron Man a hit. Mm-hmm. None of these movies have that oh, ability, true. that traction. True. I mean, it was a gamble, and they gambled on him. Mm-hmm. I know that story's been told a million times. You could probably find a documentary about it, but <laughs> it comes down to those people. And every, even when you hear other actors talking about uh, Downey, he's instrumental in making sure everybody's sort of taken care of, mm-hmm. you know, which is, I don't know. I, I like the idea that they're not trying to dumb down the storyline. They're not trying to... <clears throat> hatchet out of it, you know, loss or, mm-hmm. and those are things that if you go back and you look at the comic books, you know, when you were a kid and it's 1990 or 1988 or 1985, or in Mike's mm-hmm. case, 1938. Yeah, 1938. <laughs> 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 but the idea of that <laughs> loss happening wasn't really what people, the average American kid, was watching mm-hmm. or was was digesting. Well, you as know. a comic book fan, I appreciate the fact that they haven't dumbed down the movies 
you know, from where, what I'm used to with the comic books. So I totally agree with you there. You know, it's nice that they're they're keeping to some of these storylines. You know, they're introducing different realms and stuff. And these are things that, like, may be foreign concepts to a lot of people, but, you know, people still love to go see them and, and I think understand because, as Mitch said, they kind of built on it and they earned that. They've made it from cool. The, from the common... They've made it cool. ...audience member. Yeah, I think so. They have made it They've made cool. it cool. I mean, yeah. look, think about now... It, I, I can imagine the great like v- v- cinematographical metaphor would have been, you know, 1985 high school, a kid's talking about, you know, uh, multiple dimensions and, and, you know, time traveler slipping between those dimensions. And he's going to be looked at as a cast member from Revenge of the Nerds. He's going to yeah. get beaten up by the jocks. Right. Yeah, he's the true. guy who's yeah, just, what are true. you talking about, weirdo? You know? Yeah, that's true. And then you look go to now, and I can guarantee you, there's it's the jocks now. Yeah, right. Talking guys, about it with but right everybody. before the game starts, we're like, "Yo, this one's gonna have to do with string theory, bro." And it's like, <laughs> like it's gonna be. Wait, sick. wait, wait. I don't know. You know if, I don't know if I want to give jocks that much credit. They're talking I, listen, about string theory. I do. They they probably know. I'm just saying the there it it is a smarter audience, mm-hmm. and I think the reason Marvel has such traction is they know that they depend they bank on it. And then you have to follow it because, and then to give them credit, if I can sit my mother down in front of the Avengers and just on its own merit as an action movie, it's compelling. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, Infinity yeah. War would have been. Infinity War would have been tough. Would have been tough. Mm-hmm. That when you had. Because like, there's like, a lot going on where you're like, yeah. what is going yeah. on? You well, know? you know what though? Because like my, so my wife does not watch these movies. Not not all of them. She'll watch some from here and there, you know, time to time. She actually watched Infinity War and kind of followed it a little bit. You know, she had some questions about it after the fact, and you know, she disagreed with some things. But well, yeah, we as fans though, we have questions like, what's going to happen yeah. next? She has questions like, why do they do that? You know, it's a little. She's little like, why is Grimace wearing <laughs> armor? <laughs> That's right. Why is Grimace wearing armor? Yeah, he's pissed. That's right. He yeah. didn't get his hamburger today. His bling gloves got power. <laughs> Like purple Michael Jackson, but uh, <laughs> no, I was just thinking. So as you were saying, like with with the uh, the audience getting smarter, you know, being able to follow these ideas and stuff, it looks really interesting. You know, talking about the new trailer and uh, and where they may be coming from and where certain things are going to play out. You know, with this uh, this multiverse and different dimensions and whatnot. Well, and individuals have an impact. Like Feige, good, okay. Performances by Downey, good, okay. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Deadpool pushing the R rating, which is what opens up a lot more material. Mm-hmm. I thought Logan, Logan being a, a, a Marvel and Shane hybrid, like a classic movie. And, and I mean, you really go through an emotional arc in that movie. And mm-hmm. you kind of, I mean, look, it's it sounds crazy, but we're talking about a character who is invincible and, and can cure himself from anything, experiencing sacrifice and, and you know, death, which is fascinating, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's, it's those, I guess it's that the material I love when I was a kid, some of it. I've had the luxury of watching mature as long as along with me. Mm-hmm. Well, now you know, so I mean, now Logan is something I, as a forty year old you you can really appreciate as a film, you know. Whereas mm-hmm. the original X Men, not so much. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, be it, now's a great time to be a comic book fan and see some of these things coming to life, and you know, with the cinematography they could do now, the special effects. The way you feel oversaturated. Things. I don't actually feel oversaturated. You, Mitch. Um, 
No, I don't. But I'm getting a very egg chickeny kind of vibe off this discussion about the audience getting smarter, the films getting better, like it and and Marvel earning their position to be able to to delve out, like kind of deliver that depth of story and depth of character and these higher end concepts that as comic readers we've all been introduced to for a long time. Um, it's it has been a hand in hand thing, like you said, as you've grown to watch these films now have grown with you. It's interesting. I, I well, really and like the, the idea. I, I think of movies like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Glass, you know, and uh, mm. Split. Uh-huh. You know, you know that's, regardless of how that movie turns out, the new one where they're all three in it. Right. Um, watch that trailer. I mean, the, the idea that he made individual films that he tied together it's his own narrative, uh-huh. and he's trying to root it in this really gritty real world environment. It's a, I mean, that takes a certain audience member to be yeah. able to see the movie for what it is, sure, and the story for what it is. But it's, it's a direct. It benefits from the fact that it's on the other side of the of the threshold from what Marvel is. Right, right. No, I you took, know, I took so, my wife to go see Split, and she she thought it was okay. But then, you know, she didn't get all geeked out like I did when, you know, Bruce Willis shows up at the end. Oh, spoiler alert. Bruce Willis hey, I haven't seen it. Oh, sorry. Oh, you, no, you, you should, no, that's you should okay. watch I, it. It's I, good. I'd like to. You've seen Unbreakable, though, right? I have seen Unbreakable, and I'm coming from a position having not seen Split mm-hmm. and then seeing Glass. And Oh, so you did I see Glass. I saw the, the trailer for Glass. Oh, okay, okay. You did. So, I haven't I mean, seen I knew, the movie. But I was kind of... I don't think it's out yet. Okay, I don't think no, it's good. Out. I not But I feel... I Again... I don't. I don't even want to say it because I haven't. I don't want to be unfair. I'll tell you. I this feel much. like it's a little bit forced. Split sold me on it. Okay, if it were just going off the first movie, I would say. Mm, mm. But Split, really, I really felt like Split was a a very interesting take, a really good one, and I, I like I like that movie quite a bit. Now, do you um, think this new era of television? I don't think that this is golden era. This is, and here's where I'm going to make that connection. We went from like, I don't know, 60s, 70s, 80s, episodic television. In the 90s, we became a little more serialized. And even now, even if you go back to, like, the turn of the century, you had something like 24, where it was you had to be paying attention from episode to episode. Mm -hmm. And so we now have an audience that's more accustomed to the way that we all grew up reading comic books. You had to be like paying attention and reading right. one you after another month, with the, month. the yeah. prior prior information that so you So do you think TV has has laid the groundwork as well for movies like Split, Unbreakable, Glass and the Marvel universe because hmm. it's become more serialized? Are we talking well what do you mean like network television? Well, not even no, necessarily think, network television. I just mean as far as like telling a story. I think it's, I think it's not he's all talking cheers about like, and who's the boss like <clears throat> everything's solved in 30 minutes. Right. It's right. like if you pay attention or, I guess I would even go back to the mid 90s with Buffy and Angel. Those were very those you had long to pay attention arc, to right? because they would do long arc Firefly. Yeah, Firefly. They had long arc stories. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you think if I had to give it to if I had to pick a television creator, I would say HBO, I think, is the clear. If you were talking about who developed that um, long, episodic, story-driven, and over many seasons, and that that maybe changed how everybody was digesting material. Sopranos? I, yeah, well, even before then. I mean, there's a, they have a long history you know, of, of producing great content. And and you'd have to follow it, 
And then, you know, without HBO, I don't think you get Netflix. Well, maybe it came to a head yeah, more recently. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, uh, so I love I love the TV show How I Met Your Mother. And, <laughs> and so... and so your and, eyes. It's, so it's good it stuff. Might, it is good, good stuff. stuff. Yeah, I dive really off the it's deep awesome. end, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what I was going to say was one of the things I loved about that show was how they were always bringing characters back from previous episodes. Yeah. You know, and they would tie things in, like, you know, seasons later, something would pop up that you you would seen pop up in a previous season mm-hmm. sure you know or a yeah. couple seasons prior um you know so you might be you might be onto something in that like nowadays people are used to that where like a storyline will finish up like you know a couple seasons from where it started or you know they may bring something in that that reminds you of that um and I know, I know, Mitch. I think you are there like were shows a, that did that. I just don't <clears throat> think there were there were very many of them. So that That's could possible. be a result of the medium and the technology. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, back in the day, we didn't have the the ability to quote binge watch. We didn't have the ability to pull up an episode and watch it again on our phone. Like that is is relatively new. But couldn't it be mm-hmm. argued that say like Twin Peaks? In oh, the era I'm, that it came out, and you having to pay attention. Watch out! You're you're treading on sacred ground. I, I mean, we don't have to delve no, into I don't it, think but I'm anything I'm, negative. But I'm I see just where saying, you're going. yeah. I mean, that if we're talking yeah. about having to pay attention, having to draw things all the way through the series, when when did it premiere? Uh, 1990. So I mean, you know, these those shows I think were the exception that proved that the uh, the rule, right? The other shows on like you weren't getting a lot from Growing Pains. No, but that's you know? one of the things that, that's one of the things that killed Twin Peaks in the end as well though. Well, sure. Then and, and but why it was that so cult following. Oh, we've we've carried the torch for and it's 25 and years. more television is yeah. like that now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the older television that used to be there is it has with the exceptions to you know, How I Met Your Mother or uh or what was the uh, what's the one um yeah, I mean I can't remember. What's the competitor for How I Met Your Mother? I don't think there was one. Nothing. No, no, no. It's too legendary. Compare. No, there was another Nothing one. Nothing compares to you. Except no, no. Friends, because everything Mother did, Friends did first. Well, that's true. Oh, really? That's <laughs> oh true. Friends God. was great. I've never watched Friends. So. Oh, you oh, really man. should just because you know you're what? a fan of Mother. Really? Because yeah. every storyline that happens in Mother, you you could watch a season of Friends and just point out. That sounds like that episode of The Family Guy where they kept going, Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. Friends is some... <laughs> Friends can has some great television, man. I swear to God, I can't believe and that we see eye to eye on this. I, I do, and I've, as I've gotten older, I have more and more respect for David Schwimmer. I hated him because, as a like, you know, you're first watching the show, you think of him as exactly how he's supposed to be felt. He's, he's irritating. Yeah, you you you're irritated by him. You don't like him, you know. But you realize as an actor, for him to play that role. It's so well done. You forget he's acting. Oh, he does more than anybody else. Job. You forget Stellar. that David Schwimmer is acting, and, and and Ross is this character you don't <laughs> like, and you're irritated by, and it never fails. And he and he and he he gives. I mean, that's what I think. I I understand when people say he's a generous actor. He puts himself out there for the other actors to run off of. Yeah, you know, like Aniston is not the greatest actress, but when she was with Ross, she was great. And every character in there is the same thing. If you think yeah. about all of them, when well, I'm pretty sure there. he was pretty early on one of the first. He's cast. a great actor. Yeah, well, I mean, like he to was. be cast for the role and, and for that show, and you can see why 
and the subtleties in some of his reactions yes. and phrasing and delivery. Funny. Yeah, stellar. Funny, funny. Yeah. Frankie Say Relax is one of my favorite episodes. That that shirt not fitting. <laughs> that I, I mean, he with him not inventing got milk yeah. and his attitude. I did, I did. That was so funny. He yeah. he he does a master class at being the unlikable straight man. I don't it's, know. I'm completely lost here. I, I really I, know I, you are. But I you, think I've seen. I think I've seen like maybe five or six episodes of Friends, and uh, probably here, one of them. Here's has what a you need to know: when times, Netflix know. is going to pay hundred million dollars that series for a year, really? Yeah. yeah. That like you don't. You could watch it and hate it, Mike. You you still can't deny the impact it's had and and what it's done to create new television. He's right about. How I Met Your Mother, and what was the one with the with? Uh, I'm trying to think of the show where they took they had a young version of the character, and he's like a super dork. Um, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory is the oh, other that huge show. I've never yeah, watched that. Right. I've never watched that show either. But I've seen quite a bit of it. But that kind of falls into that same sort of writing dynamic. Yeah. As as friends sort of carved the niche out for Seinfeld yeah. was I heard a great statement Seinfeld was New York in the early 90s and Friends was New York in the late 90s interesting because in Seinfeld New York was sort of still like this grungy place where you could get <laughs> mugged but by the time Friends was really taking hold it was like a coffee shop on the corner everybody's happy which is funny because I think both shows exceeded the decade mark didn't they I mean how long oh, was Seinfeld they were on forever yeah, yeah. so yeah. But they both I, different I never moments. watched either one. Well, watch some. I mean, um, look, you have, that's, you have that's homework. Just, you need to go watch it's some homework. Oh my god! It, look, I'll say this much: my, it, it's one of those things where you not watching it or uh, us watching it is really kind of irrelevant <laughs> to the fact that it's been one. Those are some of the most avidly digested pieces of material worldwide, mm -hmm. and there's a reason. Even if you kind of find yourself going, "Well, it's not my thing," uh -huh. if you watch it. And you see what you can see that pattern repeated now, wasn't, on different shows decades later. I thought yeah. I heard Friends was based on like a uh, a British TV show called Coupling. Opposite. And I don't know if that's true or not. It's the opposite. Are you sure? Coupling came later. Okay. I don't know. I I have no idea. I don't know. We can look it up on our interweb phone. <laughs> oh, look well, it up and on look, let's not. Look, it doesn't but, matter yeah, though. It doesn't the, matter. The, the point is, is that they they mastered a dynamic between how they wrote that, mm -hmm. and it, it came out really well. Hmm. And look, as as far as drawing parallels, I mean, that's a lot of what we're seeing. In... Don't tell me this guy Ross is Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, no, that would have been Tom Selleck. Would have been the Thanos of that universe. Magnum PI. Yeah, because he. Is massive. I don't get it. Right, well, the mustache. The mustache. The yeah. mustache. Wait, well, how do we go? He probably I thought we been. were talking about Friends. We were. We were talking about Magnum P.I.? He was in Friends. Magnum P.I. was in Friends? He was in Friends, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was. He, were, he really was. Sorry, okay, I think okay. I derailed what you were saying. I yeah, and look, to this... You know what? <laughs> you know what? Anybody else listening out I there? I'm think... sure everybody else has probably seen Friends. I'm probably the only person in the whole universe who hasn't seen Friends. That's okay. That's fine. Chenandler Bong is one of my favorite <laughs> things to say ever. I love that shit so much. What? Miss Chenandler Bong. That's Miss Chenandler. It's Miss Chenandler Bong. You have to see it. You have to oh, see okay. it. The, uh, only, the only thing I know about Friends is that quote you keep telling me, Charlie, about like the one dude says something like it's a moo point. That's one of my favorites. Something like a cow's, a, like a cow's, I like a cow's opinion. Like a cow's yeah. opinion. It's and moo. can I? Yeah, it's moo. I love that. 
That was and some brilliant that writing. That type of joke has, if you go to step, oh, wait, is it? It's either, it's one of the Will Ferrell characters where he says, yeah, it, it oh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, Blades of Glory, where he says, yeah, it's mind bottling. And he goes, did you just say mind bottling? He goes, yeah, it's like when your thoughts are all trapped, like in a bottle. <laughs> like that's, that yeah. kind of comedy is straight up, it's a moo point. I love that joke. I've never seen what, what movie was that again? You've never seen Blades of Glory? No, it's a Will Chaz, movie. You are Chaz Michael Michaels. You should Who? watch that movie. <laughs> you are totally Chaz Michael Michaels. Boy, Mike's got a lot of homework from this episode. Well, okay, so I don't like it. Will Ferrell, so I'm not going to go That's see Blades why, of Glory. I think he's better as a supporting actor. I don't yeah, like movies, I agree. I don't like movies where like he's I really liked him in Old School. That was like that, that was the, the height of yeah, Will Ferrell. Old School for me. was the best, one of the best things he's done. Uh, I did, however, I liked Talladega Nights. I didn't see I, that. I did like that. Well, so that, that's kind of that's kind of what I'm saying, though, right? Like you don't have to think Will Ferrell and everything he does is great to enjoy Talladega Nights. True. And that's kind of how I feel about Blades of Glory. I like Talladega Nights too, mm-hmm. but I don't watch Talladega Nights and go, "Wow, Will Ferrell's the best ever." I just think that was a funny character at the right time with the right supporting cast, mm-hmm. you know. And and the same thing with Blades of Glory. It's a dumb B movie like uh, Hot Rod uh-huh. or Step Brothers. I mean, Wait, how do we get here from Marvel? It doesn't matter. We started uh-huh. going from Marvel, and then we got to where we were talking about television shows like Friends oh, and how people okay. are able to digest and now accept these long form narratives yeah. that have spanned a decade at yeah. this point. Like, and then granted. If, if like a kid today jumped in, he wouldn't have had to been there at the beginning because now media and mo- it's all so readily available. Right. So I think that plays a big part in it as well. Like when we were kids, you had to wait forever for a VHS to come out. Mm-hmm. You could only go rent it if you or had a new season. The... Yeah. Or the oh next show. Yeah. Or the next show. I mean, just the next episode. That's true. Now, well, now you, you get can... Netflix dumping a whole season on you in one shot, which I love. Well, and look, yeah, and I will go, binge watch the crap out of that. I, look I prefer back... the term marathon. Marathon. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Remember that term, America? Yeah, bring Mar- it back. Marathon man, like dump this binge shit. But there were there were <laughs> there were people trying to do long form storytelling, but it wasn't it wasn't you know there were a lot of anime fans in the eighties. There were a lot of anime fans mm. you know going into the nineties. I mean, there was a lot of material from different places that was promoting it. If you want to bring it back full circle, it's where I think when the the Christian Bale Batman sort of weaned out and we're done. There was a, a moment there where every, I think Feige and Marvel were like, hey, this, the audience is ready for us to kind of start going with this plan. And their plan has been, I mean, if you think about it, you would have never, and people, other people have said this, I'm totally not original in saying this, you wouldn't have predicted Guardians of the Galaxy to be the hit. I no. didn't. In fact, I even lamb blasted that thing myself. I was like, because I I knew I who they were it mercilessly. I knew who they were, <laughs> and I was like, that's the B squad. What are you doing with the B? Right. Not, and in fact, yeah. I was like, they're not even the B squad. They're like the C. And D, you came F away loving Rocket. Oh my God! Yes, I came away group, loving. Yeah. You know, and I'm yeah. just saying that these guys knew what they were doing. They knew how to keep people entertained. They knew how to make a movie like Guardians light like it should have been mm-hmm. and fun you know and then how to make you know the avengers one thing and the x-men i think with days of future past and things like that that was more of your what the x-men comic was it was a social mm-hmm. commentary you know and so it's 
I, I, I mean, I can't compliment them enough. It's been great to have those stories appreciated. It's a weird validation from when you were a kid and you're like, I knew this shit was good. You're like, yeah, when you were like the outcast good, reading you know? comic books, that wasn't the norm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, nowadays just... pop culture has taken over and like every, even anime is not looked upon the way it was like back in the eighties in the eighties. Like you were, you were watching anime. People were like, what are you watching? Yeah. No, I remember watching Ninja Scroll mm-hmm. and people being like, what the fuck? What is this? Robotech, man. Robotech. Well, so look, for those of you who know about Robotech, I mean, there's a storyline that Harmony Gold patchworked together between multiple anime, and they created a complex, lingering storyline that you had to keep in, you know, Mm -hmm. who was doing what and what, what, you know. That was not a short journey. No, definitely. Not by any means. And so, you know, I'm just saying that was out there. Mm-hmm. That was out there, and it was being done not not as often, but it was it was constantly being attempted. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting. Just like you know, we come come so far as 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 far as like things that we love so much being accepted now by the populace at large, and you know, people people really really buying into and watching and enjoying these things, coming to this understanding. Well, and they're using it to speak like different messages. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of intrigued at first when I knew there was going to be multiple renditions of a character like the Joker, mm-hmm. especially post-Ledger. You know, post-Heath Ledger, and before before you saw Suicide Squad, right? Mm-hmm. Before you saw, uh, I forget Leto. his name. Leto. Yeah, before you saw Leto's Joker. And then you you kind of go through that, and there are some people who liked it. I wasn't my cup of tea. I thought that wasn't really fitting uh, for what I thought of as the Joker. Uh, for a lot of reasons that I think we've all gone over in other episodes, but so what do you think about the new? The, you know, the, there's a new Joker movie. It's got Joaquin Phoenix, and I was saying a second ago that you were saying about the new audience digesting. So here's an interesting look at it. You got Ledger's Joker in the purple suit with the face. I would say that was sort of the Jack Nicholson. Uh, the 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 advanced 2.0 version of that Jack Nicholson character, right? Mm-hmm. The the purple suit, the white face, not as not as much of a caricature, obviously, more of the dark version of that. Leto's Joker, I don't know what that motivation was, but totally different, not not something that you're used to. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, and you should look this up so you can have an image of it. It it bears the obvious look. Of the original Batman and Robin, you know, na, 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 that Adam, one, Adam West, Adam Batman. West, yeah, that one. And I mean, that that like sort of rose-colored suit. He didn't have any scars on his face. He just had the makeup, and he had this. He was crazy. I mean, for sure, he was wacky and whatnot in that one, though. This looks like a very grounded grungy if you see any of the trailers of it, it i guess i'd have to watch the trailers i'm looking at the image right now and i'm not sure certain what i think it makes me think of that uh uh who's a serial killer john wayne gacy well that, oh, that might be very much on purpose stuff, yeah right? that might be very it, it, much it on purpose think of that right like right off the but bat. the suit color and everything is right out of that batman and robin it is I mean that, that, and that's, and sort of, sort of. I feel like you're talking about audiences, you know, following on these homages, these little homages to those old characters might be fairly interesting. 
It could be. I mean, it says right here uh, from what Mitch is showing me on on the tablet here that uh, I guess th it's going to be part of a series of films uh, separate from the shared DC extended universe. Yeah, I think they've so pretty much abandoned like, the DC extended universe. Yeah, well, yeah, I think, I think they're trying to let it go. Well, Affleck's gone. Well, Cagle's gone. Maybe Amy Adams is gone. They've wait, all quit. No. Really, they've all quit. They've all said they were done. No. Yeah, they did. No, sir. Recently. Even more recently, they said that they haven't said that. I thought Cable was out. <laughs> sure. That's I, in uh, September. That's what he said. But then more recently, he released a series of tweets and Instagrams that hinted that he wasn't really. So and and the same with Affleck. He's been in again, out again. Amy Adams. I don't know. I I I didn't have a problem with her Lois Lane, but it wasn't impactful. I didn't. Find no, it I mean I don't need her. It was to like be whatever. Lois Lane, but uh, yeah. I really like Cavill's well, what, Superman. What I, would, I really like. I like. I think he's the, really great. I like the Man of Steel Superman. Yeah, me the too. Man of Steel Superman was great. That was a great yeah. movie. I am not a Superman fan. I have not been for the longest time, but that was a great movie. That was. It was interesting to me because the way it pulled me in, you know, seeing him as a child, trying to reconcile all these powers that he has, but trying to fit in and stay like keep like fly below the radar essentially like not draw attention to him but you felt the Shazam movie that's coming out looked terrible that no that's gonna be a blast and, oh it is gonna God. be kitschy it's, it's gonna be so bad like I, I don't know why they went with the character the guy they got from what was that that TV Chuck. show Chuck I liked because him in that Chuck I liked, is dope I liked it I liked that show man I did I liked that show but that's not the guy to play Shazam, which, by the way, I'm pissed off at the name because he is Captain Marvel. He says the word Shazam and then gets his powers. He's not Shazam, okay? Well, that, we're talking about there could be off. some serious brand but confusion at this point. At so this point, I understand. They couldn't yes, do but that. Yeah, nobody yeah. wants the big dude Shazam or Captain Marvel. They want they want they female, female Captain, Marvel Captain Marvel from from Marvel yeah, Comics. Okay, yeah. Yeah. but anyway, so yeah, I don't like it because he's obviously wearing a suit that makes him look like he's got muscle. Like and it, all and it makes, the other superheroes do. <laughs> well, like all the other superheroes, except for some of them actually have some muscle. But this guy, which muscles not are you checking out on? Which actors, on. Mike? Hey, you know some people have bigger cod pieces than others. What can you say? A Kryptonian cod piece caught your attention. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, apparently well, we I just had a moment of silence for cod pieces. <laughs> we did. There wow, was easy guys. That's yeah. so funny. No, you know, I, I, the, just, uh, I just, just, I don't like the look of the outfit. Now, when you look at the trailer, the trailer is taken. <laughs> I just had this image but. of Mike as that girl from Superman Two, the villain, and she's like, "Oh, Superman! Oh, oh Superman! <laughs> is that kryptonite in your pocket, or is that just a Kryptonian oh, yeah. codpiece?" So anyway, what I was gonna say was, when you watch the trailer <laughs> up, for up Shazam, <laughs> they took it directly from the comic. Like every single thing that happens in the trailer is taken directly from the comic. Yeah. So well, yeah, I mean, it's almost like frame by frame, means, which is fine. I mean, you know what they do? Well, yes and no, but not necessarily frame by frame. But I mean, it's literally looks frame by frame if you go watch it. Which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I just don't, I don't like. Know. There are a lot of frames right out of out of a Dark Knight in the Nolan movies, like the Dark Knight Returns. There's mm -hmm. a lot of shots. You're like, I saw that before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there were a couple. There were a couple in there, but like. Like this trailer, like if you really, yeah, it's really, really. I liked it. It looks fun, and you know, I know DC's been accused of being too dark as of late, but people seem to love the Nolan movies. Those weren't yeah. exactly like mm -hmm. frivolous. I don't yeah, have, no, I I have a problem with them being dark. Though. You, you like, I have no problem with dark. You like wine, right? It's me for Christ. I sake. like wine. Yeah, you like Capri Sun. No. You like any kind of fruity drink? You like Squirt? <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> you do squirt, like yeah. Squirt. You drink Squirt, yeah, drink squirt right? Yeah. Okay, so here's my thing about movies. 
I what? like wine too. Sometimes I want to squirt. Maybe that's just what Shazam's gonna be. It's gonna be a little bubbly drink of shit that's probably not good for you. It's okay. Well, that's kind of what, <laughs> and you're gonna enjoy it for an hour I mean, and a half, I hate and you're to gonna say get it, out. But, but when you want of, like a Merlot, kind of what, you're gonna like, uh, go see the Avengers. Yeah. Well, you that's know? kind of what the DC movies have been at this point, right? I'm, no. I'm sorry to say, like, I love the Nolan Batman; those were great. Okay, I loved Man of Steel; that was great. Okay, um, Wonder Woman was fantastic, but then you know. Batman versus Superman, uh, not so great. I mean, there were some some issues there. And Suicide Squad had major issues. There's just I don't know. There's things there that like they they sure. definitely need to work on. I guess on. That, I mean, yeah. I you mean, know, I suppose it, so. But I, I look. All I'm saying is, I I think I've gotten to a place where I'm okay even paying for a ticket where I know that that movie's gonna be. Oh, don't get me wrong. I like, will still probably you know I will I mean? still go see it. You know, I'm going to go see Aquaman. I'm still yeah. unsure of that like, one, but I'm going to go see it. I will inhale deeply and go see I'm Aquaman go see it. and because enjoy it. Don't hold your breath. They're right. all car- oh, okay. A little bit. Is that supposed to be facetious? Or like? <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying, You're going to go right? see Aquaman. Don't go, hold your breath. You're going to go and you're going to enjoy it. And look, for me personally, I like the activity of going to – I like the, the ritual of it. Mm-hmm. I like going to the movie theater, no, even an old-fashioned one. Yeah. Not even the kind where you sit in the lounge chair with yeah, your feet no, up. No, I love I mean, going literally, to the movie theater. Yeah, we, you and I have gone to several. Oh movies. yeah, quite a few. It used to be our thing, you know. Yeah. We, but getting the popcorn, getting the soda, Sitting watching the chilling. previews, and, yeah. and going through the movie. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm okay seeing a, a, a having a squirt. You know, I'm okay having something that's not like I know it's not going to be something you know perfectly made. It's when it's it's when it's insulting or offensive or just you just like, okay, I'm I'm not that much of a moron. I can't remember the last movie I've seen that really just upset me. What was the last movie well, that upset you? That upset me. I don't like. Know I that, mean, to the point where you're like, you just like, why am I watching this? <laughs> well, okay, so I will. I still watch Suicide Squad from time to time. My daughter loves watching it, so I'll watch it with her sometimes. Your daughter may be the audience they were looking for. Maybe. I mean, it may keep. An eight year old I know it sounds know weird, but maybe they yeah. didn't make this movie for forty nine year old men, right, Mike? I don't know. Are you forty nine year old? I'm not even That's close, wild. man. You're the oldest <laughs> one. Here. Shut up. No, but I'm saying like they're not making it for us. That's yeah. what that, I think. That's kind of where I was saying it's interesting. That we'll see. with Marvel, it feels like that that material has matured, and not you can't say that about any of our other hobbies. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find games that are of a mature level in their design where you can enjoy it from several ages. I think Rockstar has got that on lockdown. Even if you don't particularly like the game when you play through it, you really it it's it's definitely not for a fifteen year old kid exclusively. Well, see, and growing up, when I was reading comic books, I I, did, I never got the impression that the authors there were writing to 15-year-old kids. You know, I mean, it, the medium is kind of weird in that in that sense because, you know, they've always had, it's had this stigma, perhaps, because it's some drawn. Some of them were. I mean, it was some of them towards, were. Right, but I mean, when you've got stuff like the X-Men where they're taking on social social uh, sure. yeah. issues and stuff, um, you know, stuff like that came out, like The Dark Knight Returns. Like some of the things that happened in there, um, you know, there's just there have been a lot of stuff that I read growing up that were comic books that people saw, and I don't like I said I think perhaps it's the medium because it's drawn because they're these are characters that can't be real, you know that it's too too much imagination put into it. Perhaps they thought it was like four kids. 
but that it really wasn't for kids. So let's kind of angling on that. I want to switch up the topic as far as cinema studios and 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 IP. So does does all of this not apply to Star Wars for you, or does it? Because it there's definitely a disconnect. Because mm. there they don't they haven't really treated their audience. Like with we're, respect, with, no. we're, like we're all that smart. <laughs> well, you know? okay, so like I think they that... haven't treated us with us with a lot of having to remember stuff. They just kind of play <laughs> well, a little un- fast. Unfortunately, and with, with, it. with the latest with the latest iterations of the Star Wars movies and stuff, uh, you know they've get they're giving them the Disney treatment, which is I kind of hate. Uh, yeah. Define well, like, okay, so they're putting they're putting stuff in there. I feel like to, to try and and like focus on kids, draw kids in a little bit more. You're talking about the Furbies. Um, I'm talking about the Furbies. Furbies. And that was just a, a practical necessity to cover up the dodos on the island. Come on. Oh, Cut them some slack. Yeah, You're right. Oh that totally God. makes sense. I don't Jeez. know what I was thinking. How did you yes. know? Dude. I just, I don't know. I, you know, Disney took over and I, I wanted to really like like them more. I don't know, man. I don't know if you Disney. can play. You they can't were doing play that Disney. way back in the day. No, you can because there was the Ewoks. Well, Lucas, Lincoln, yeah, Lucas kind of. Yeah. It, by the well, way, Lucas we, started. We remember it. those movies a little bit. Lucas through started rose-colored it with, glasses. Yeah, it's true, but they still hold up better than some of the new. He stuff. invented toys. Yeah, he invented the yeah. movie tie-in toys. So believe, mm-hmm. I don't think they're getting the Disney treatment. Well, perhaps they're just getting the George Lucas treatment then, Maybe. and a little too much. Maybe they. You know, I honestly think they. From everything I've seen with people with different opinions and then kind of digesting it, seeing it a few times, I think they maybe just kind of obviously got out of hand with it. Mm-hmm. They should have kept it with a, a very, you know, space drama, Shakespearean. You knew yeah. who the good guys are. Mm-hmm. You knew the bad guys, you know. Not try to get too carried away with nuance and, and whatnot. and. No. I think the last movie left people wanting. I don't think there was much nuance to be had anymore in those mm. at all. So I don't think they were getting carried yeah. away with it. They well, just didn't bother. You're talking about like returning to like a Shakespearean kind of the, the yeah. legacy, the 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 journey of the hero kind of. There are tropes and characters, yeah. that are they're, they're there for a reason, I agree with that. and they're subverting expectation. And then there's just kind of shitting in the audience's face. Yeah, it's like oh come on, like really. Uh, well, I don't know, and I and the reasons I have problems with that film have nothing to do with uh, the problems that the 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 very vitriolic audience, like members, the the you know the toxic masculine side of people who don't like that movie. I mean, oh, none yeah, of those. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not with any of those those guys. But man, <laughs> stop yeah. it! And just deliver me what I paid for. If I came here for a cheeseburger, I don't want. I don't want a hot dog. Well, this is kind of using the metaphor I had before. It's it's really like they're trying to make squirt wine. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I was happy with just the soda, man. Yeah, that's it, dude. You know, I didn't, <laughs> I you didn't need to. You well, need so, to try to turn this into a nice, like aged yeah. but squirt. It's an aged but squirt. the things they well, have this done squirt well, vintage. Though, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The things I feel they have done well with that, you know, with Star Wars is those those side stories. What you know? side stories? Well, like, you talk okay. about like Rogue One. Oh, yeah, talk about like Rogue, Rogue One, One was great. Yeah, yeah Rogue, Rogue One was great. One was I really loved good. Rogue One. Yeah. Uh, Solo was even enjoyable. Was I, okay. I enjoyed was Solo. Right. I thought it was it was much better than I thought it was going to be. As much as you I know? dislike Last Jedi, Last Jedi is still better than Solo. Uh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I give it that. I, I'd say yes. I think they win a little. Yeah, I mean, nobody wanted to see. That the way it all went down with with, with Last Jedi. Or no, Last Solo. 
well, did we really want to see Solo? Did we really? We thought we wanted to. This is a good topic too. The audience thinking they know what they want, and then getting it, and then not. It's not. Well, what they, they could have been sold always. into thinking what they well, want. Here's, here's what I wanted. Whole, here's what I wanted with Solo. Okay, and this is the whole thing. When I went into it, I was like, oh, I'm gonna hate this movie. It's gonna be stupid, and this is why. Uh, because I remember like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, right? When River Phoenix played young Indiana Jones. And he mimicked Harrison Ford's movements, his the way he his voice came across, his, his inflections, expressions, perfectly, and he looked like a young Indiana Jones. So when I went in, when I, when I heard about the solo movie, I was a little upset because, a you know, unfortunately, uh, sadly, River Phoenix is no longer with us. Um, but we needed somebody to step recently? in. Yeah, just recently. <laughs> it's, it's it's sad. Yeah, what a jerk, man. But uh. It's a little fresh. Yeah, it is a little fresh. Too soon. Uh, but what we needed, or what I wanted, was somebody who could do that same thing. Like, look like a young Harrison Ford sure. as Han Solo. And the, the guy they got doesn't fit that bill. Nor does he have, like, the same inflection. Can do, he can't do the, the, you know, the, the facial expressions. He can't even mimic the walk. Whoever know. had that role was screwed from the get-go. Yeah, there he was. He was. There's no he, way there, was a, there was a huge expectation yeah. for people of my generation for him to live up to. So, but being that we were talking about Feige being a genius, and, mm-hmm. and you look at the era that that whole production started as far as Marvel breaking out its many storylines, mm-hmm. starting with Iron Man, it's fair to say that that's likely been or was an influence for Disney and how they were going to go into making their new trilogy to continue the story. So when you... They probably you, wanted to create a universe, yeah. Well, so it so can they be... They've got a universe. <laughs> no, but I'm saying it can be argued that they created... or Let's just say this. Is it really outside the realm of, of possibility that some of the ambitions to break the Star Wars material into separate IP dictated how they were developing that story. 100% was and it. the new characters. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because if mm-hmm. if you know you go back to, you know, old old Han shows up on set and the minute you get old man Han Solo and all of the suggestions of things that have happened in the, you know, past. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're and they 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 clearly have an ambition to fill in all these gaps with movies like Rogue One, and we remember hearing about it, the Bubba Fett movie, mm-hmm. you know, the the Obi Wan movie, and you got Solo in there. It's like this from a marketing strategy. If somebody, if you found out, let's just say this: if you found out in real life, the person who wrote, like that Abrams when he's sitting down to write and, and make a story, the original one, Force Awakens, that Disney sits down and says, I just want you to keep in mind, we're really <laughs> looking forward to making Solo, uh, Rogue One. These are ideas. You got to keep that in mind when you're writing your story. You know, and I mean, you, you could have driven those things into existence. No, well, like, I don't know when, and we could probably go back and look at the internet and see when ah, Ryan Johnson was sure. given. What's that? I don't think it's necessary to look it up. No, I think it's we a, know but it's But I mean, true, we yeah. could, but like when he was granted his own trilogy before Last Jedi even made it to theaters. Sure. Like, right. okay, I'll, and my complaints are going to be a lot more kind of um, Sith surface ba- level. Sith based. Sith based. Look, like, okay, fine. You're going to get your own trilogy. 
but leave this one alone. Like I understand you're trying to plant seeds, but don't try and launch. They put there's too much story. You're talking about like how they wanted to build their universe. And yeah. I agree. There's too much. I can't even see how they're going to wrap up this quote trilogy in this next film. There's no clear trajectory trajectory of the for the characters and then this last movie really nothing in the end really happened it's like we didn't even need to have that movie at this point what what happened mm-hmm. right. and ray became a completely secondary character she doesn't really get much accomplished at all damn near zero growth and she was the the character she was the main yeah i mean like, i don't so I what mean, happened even what, if they had they dropped the ball even if they had a great explanation for everything that you're asking questions about with her it's still a hard it's hard to connect to that character for me the way that I and I presume it is for kids the way that I connected with Luke during that the you know what the it was the trilogy. original trilogy <clears throat> right. because I think it's sort of it hits you at a time <clears throat> in the original from Empire Strikes Back Re- Return of the Jedi you know you're growing and at the rate that those movies came out it seemed like you were always right on the same basic area uh-huh. as as Luke, right? Like at one point he's sort of nervous, and you see him making mistakes, and you you see him sort of getting into the the the, the hero role, the power you know, that uh-huh. he that he wields, right? It's just sort of dropped on Ray, uh-huh. you know, and it's kind of what I'm getting at is do, you know, do you think that that mechanism was dictated by the fact that they had to get to, you know, they had other goals in mind? You know, and they just felt like as an audience we'd accept it because they were lightsabers and force. Yeah. Well, I'm certain. I'm certain that someone at Disney, someone high up, you know, they they go and they buy this 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 name Star Wars. They buy like the rights to it and everything. And, they gotta and make in their, their mind, back. they're like, "Oh, it's a cash cow." With we're Lucas's gonna make money. Trilogy yeah. been better. Pardon? You think Lucas's trilogy? If no, made not it, if I was to judge him no. by the first, by the by because... one, two, and three. No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, it could have been if he had just done story. Mm-hmm. If he did story, no and, script, and no directing. Right. It could have been. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the, with the original trilogy, right? He did story, but he didn't do the script. He directed the first one. And he directed the first one. And then handed the reins over to everybody else. Right, but he just stuck with storyline. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I think in the past, too, because didn't Lucas help Spielberg with uh, the Indiana Jones stories, too? Yeah. Yeah. Raiders was his story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kasdan... Uh, was one of the script writers on that as well, and then Spielberg directed. Yeah, yeah. So here's my question for you pertaining to major things, <clears throat> major adult things happening. So you said Robotech earlier. When I was a kid, the thing that separated Robotech from from other animated series was that people died with consequence, mm-hmm. right? There was loss, there was sorrow, there was mistakes, and people died from it. We're kind of at that place where I think as adults, don't you kind of want to see that in uh, Avengers, I mean, Avengers? you know it's coming, but you kind of feel that if <laughs> yes, Cap, yes, and no. if the Patriot goes down mm-hmm. in a moment of 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 all too Christian like sacrifice for the benefit of the ones he loves, right? <laughs> oh, and I, God. I'm just saying. I mean, that metaphor carries meaning. Yeah. We'll all be with there, right? So. What's the difference between, like, I think of that, and I think that's going to be really interesting when they do it, because I can see him doing it. You can see Downey and Evans pulling it off, and you're going to have a sympathy for that. You're going to feel mm-hmm. that loss, and you're going to feel it was right. You know, Will there be a reconciliation? I, it's, it, right. There'll be some beautiful moment where they both sort of end up making that ultimate 
uh, sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So why is it that the loss of Luke in a similar context <laughs> is digested so poorly by me too? You by me what? too. I, I actually kind of, that's one of the things I did like about The the Last Jedi was Luke. You like the way he perished. I like the way he perished, yes. Because in, in my so mind. So how do you understand how he perished? Okay, so in my mind, I, I look at it as the same way as Obi-Wan. Spoiler alert for <laughs> yes. anybody who has right. not seen. We're supposed to say spoiler yes. alert, weren't we? Uh, in my mind, it's the same as Obi-Wan in like, in like Star Wars A New Hope, episode four, right? Because when Obi-Wan, when, when Darth Vader slashed at him, there was no body. There was nothing left. Obi Wan like held up his lightsaber and let Darth Vader uh, like strike him down. Okay. And he, in you know, for lack of a better term, if you're gonna like use <laughs> use like Christianity and cliches, gave up the ghost, right? No. He, wow. Like, uh, I think we'll go Harry Potter and say yeah. he apparated. He apparated. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, but I think, and in, and in, in my mind, like Luke Skywalker kind of went out that same way. You know, he. He so explain had, that. I mean, that's what I'm asking you. Explain that because he didn't face anybody. You know, it's right? like it's like you asking me to explain the Force by Metaclorians. I don't want to. Okay, no. just accept it. No, on. I'm asking. You said you liked that he perished. Yeah. You like, like how he perished? Yeah, I think he went out like. And a you boss, felt man. you're drawing similarities to a toe to toe match, mm-hmm. where at a moment where Obi Wan well, realizes that his son is going to witness something. And mm-hmm. it's presumable that Obi-Wan, knowing that Vader is his father, is like, oh, dog, your boy's here. I'm going to show <laughs> you what sacrifice is all about. Uh, and it takes it, right? Mm-hmm. Look, it, it, explain why you think that's similar. Because I get that there was some... I'm just saying it's like, similar in the fact what that like, there was no... What killed Luke? Well, I'm just saying I'm not necessarily the certain... astral projection across the galaxy. Right. The exertion right. of just projecting himself across the galaxy was so demanding that just that killed him. I'm, you know what? I'm not I'm even not saying even... he was killed as much as like... I'm not even saying Obi-Wan was killed. I'm saying Obi-Wan... What do they have? Obi-Wan gave up the ghost, man. Like, Obi-Wan decided it was time. Term, I don't like... know what you... I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. Like I said, it's like... Uh, it, it's... It's like a Christian term, but what I'm saying is like Obi Wan. Maybe not. So when, when Yoda went, was it the same thing? Uh, or did he? Because he, he was sickly, he, he was, was dying. He was okay. old. But he, he died of old body. Body. Oh, thousand something. Yeah, he does old. say that. When, no, he says when three thousand year olds, you become yeah, as good, good you, you will not. Look. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of years. I think it was like nine hundred something. It was like nine hundred something. But anyway. So all I'm saying is that, like, okay, the difference is Yoda was old and, like, it was time. So he expired, perhaps like a, like a Jedi it would expire. Instead he, of, instead <laughs> of like, they, they, you know, evaporate, they become one with the Force, I don't know. So you, you know, did, but that's Obi-Wan, what did Obi-Wan Vader did, kill Obi-Wan? No. 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 Vader didn't kill Obi-Wan. He didn't kill Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan just was like, it's time, y'all. Zoop. Yeah. Well, in the prequels, there's a moment where Yoda... Is he talks to Obi Wan? He says, "Hey, I've been chatting with Qui Gon." Right. So I think he they, went to they show consciously bail out. They consciously choose to join with the Force. Right. I see. That's what happens. Right. I think unless you get Luke, stabbed in the chest by a ball saber. No, go back and watch. Go back and that's, yeah. see, that's, that's questionable. Weird. That's because yeah. but see, maybe on the other side is but where Maul he learned isn't to dead. do. Well, whatever. Well, as, I quit. <laughs> because he went and got himself some robot legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a little rough. Yeah, he with the robot legs. He was Robocop on us. He's, no, he's Don Cheadle Robo-Mall. from Avengers. 
He's got he wants to be the same character. <laughs> full Cheeto. Show him the full Cheeto, exactly. So my best... He's war machine. And I know, I think I've said this to you before, but my my interpretation of what killed Luke, it wasn't just the astro-projected uh, yes, exertion. Because I, 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 I think there's a lot of evidence in that movie that shows transference of of what's going on. So when Ray and uh, is talking to Kylo Ren, and it's raining and the 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 uh, surf is brushing up on the rocks, he comes out of that with water on his face. Mm-hmm. When Luke gives Leia the dice and gives her a kiss on the forehead, there's a f- the, the, she feels it. Mm-hmm. They're holding hands. They're looking at each other. There's a physicality there, right? Right. And so here's why. It's called I, incest. Uh, <sighs> God, come back that Some people just can't let it go. He just, I know. He, Deadpool he's, just he's will just not let it thinking, go. He's just thinking of Jabba's palace. Yeah. He thinks Leia. He thinks Jabba's palace. He thinks bikini. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's nothing. It's just down south speaking. So, <laughs> look. The thing is, is that he dodges those attacks by Kylo Ren, and I think if if it's just the exertion of the astro projection, it makes those moves for naught, right? Except that you're still buying time. Like, if but he, it if could he, be buying time. But if he gave true. up the like the trick too early, I think there's transference. But I, I agree with your your theory. Well, on the could I think that saber passing through him. I think the saber going through his chest. I think that's what takes him. And because I think of that same thing that put water on Kylo Ren's face that allowed him to give the dice to Leia, that that yeah. there was more it going on. It couldn't be there. just Kylo Ren was like busy doing Pilates or something in his what? room. Uh, no, he was what? standing over, he was like overlooking like a bay, <laughs> like looking at them, like load up some ad ads. Yeah, his bay, his bay, okay, his yeah. bay, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm I'm not satisfied with the way Luke went out, but I'm also not near. That's like one of the least of my complaints. Yeah, that would about definitely be one of like, the least of my complaints. No, because when when they pull up on him and he stands there and they like fire every gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was oh good man, scene. I damn near stood up in the theater and screamed. I know I was that was so awesome. Out. Like I'm gonna tear up right now just thinking about it. That's yeah. a cool I still scene. get that choked was cool. up. It's a great scene. Oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Because I'm like, yeah, Luke is the shit. Yeah, and and do I wish that we would had more Luke as the shit? Mm-hmm. Moments, yes. Yeah. I think you're gonna get yeah. it. I yeah. really do. I hope so. I, hope I, so. We'll I, I presume the plan was to give you or to give the audience a reason for them to create a look into the force realm. After you know what? Death. Stop with your. You keep your going on with the force with these crazy ideas. I look. Don't you want to know what up? they do? No, Where did Yoda really come from? Don't. How could he draw really lightning don't. down I'm, and strike no, I'm the okay tree? With it. No, I'm I telling you, like that's I didn't where they're need going. I don't yeah, need to know anything that's what about I'm talking about. They don't have enough time. There's no. There's no time. I understand. Unless they did the episode. Wait a minute. Nine part one and two. But wait a minute. We're talking about. We're talking about them having made the choice to make Ray all powerful in the matter of. <laughs> like uh, a, a half a movie. Okay. I mean, they clearly have no, you know. Look, if I'm just saying, if Luke shows up in Force Ghost Wait mode and he starts pulling Star Destroyers out of the sky, are you gonna care? Ray no. had to be no. all powerful by the end of that movie because there was only like what five or six of the rebellion left. Okay, okay. that movie. So how did she get? 
So she's she going to take so those five or six people and she's going to What storyline will they be able to give you that'll make you accept that? That that Kyler was so bad that the force was like, "You know what? We're going to make somebody so good." Or, yeah, or that I don't know. Well, how about how about that she's a clone of some badass from days past? They already did that in like what was it the uh, the <laughs> Zon? What if it's what yeah, if it's uh, an yeah, illegitimate yeah. kid between Han and no the no chick you already know Khaleesi. you already know my theory on Rey Han she Han is, and uh, Khaleesi she is Khaleesi. Lando Calrissian's kid and with who Leia oh I don't have that robot yet. I haven't decided probably not the robot now no <laughs> <laughs> then she'd have robot legs <laughs> maybe Leia that's right could be Leia I don't Lando know. and Leia. I, I mean, look, I, I presume because it's sort of referenced in that in the Force Awakens as well. But I think the the most refreshing part of that movie for me was that they showed what a Han Solo character would really be like, and and the fact that they're referencing going back to what they knew. You know, he went back Which to movie? what he knew. Yeah. Force Awakens. Oh, in the Force Awakens. Because yeah. I mean, they make this reference of not they clearly haven't seen each other. In right. a very long time, right. he's been smuggling again. Right, but the the Falcon is on uh, uh, Jakku. Yeah. Right, you know, I mean, it just it, there's so many implications of him knowing who she is. Oh yeah, but I'm just saying, what if she is Lando's like, kid? Yeah, what if she's Han's kid with another woman? Oh, okay, that's gotcha. what I'm trying to point out. Maybe he went back to what he knew. <clears throat> And maybe he that's... went back to what he knew. Yeah, <laughs> he he, look, he, he's a scoundrel, right? Don't, yeah, don't a hate scoundrel. the player. It's a very real, real world thing. He's yeah. a scoundrel. Yeah. He's a truck driver. Yeah. He yeah. is a truck driver, bro. <laughs> hate Space the game. truck driver. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had to get back out on that road. I want to. Yeah. I want to hear him, like you know, as uh, what's his name from Big Trouble in China, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jack Burton. Uh, I like Big Trouble. Uh, no, I, I love Big Trouble in China. I'm just saying, I want to hear Han Solo doing that on the radio, <laughs> driving down the road, telling you a story. <laughs> or I guess flying through the multiverse or universe yeah. or across yeah. cosmos.